All right, you guys, let's see how this goes. I drive in my car a lot. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> um, I drive in my car a lot uh, during the week, specifically to go to my chiropractor appointments. And I'm like, you know what? This is a good time to do the podcast and to talk because I'm sitting in my car usually talking anyway. So it's like, why not start just doing the podcast out of my car while I'm driving? Like, hello. Um, so I'm, I got my mic on. So we'll see how this goes. You guys may or may not hear my car in the background who knows we're gonna find out no i'm going this way um if you hear my car in the background it's because my car is loud it just is what it is she's not you know a spring chicken she's old guys okay she's old car but i just wanted to say hi <clears throat> i hope everybody had a good turkey day you got to spend time with their family and also recognize you know the indigenous people of our country specifically and all the horrible things that we've done to them in order to have this country so you know there's that and to let you guys know that I'm so excited because I finally am starting my book club so I've been wanting to do this book club for a while um because I want to do more reading or at least more like audiobook listening I just want to get through more books I feel like there's so much out there there's so much to learn there's so much to hear there's so much to listen to and I'm just like you know what I have so much time in my day to sit down and actually listen to an audiobook while I'm working, while I'm with the baby, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> excuse me. There's like no excuse, basically. <laughs> so I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, so you've wanted to start this book up for a while. What do you want to call it? What do you want to name it? What do you want from it? So I started a Substack. So if you guys are into the whole like Substack world, I started a Substack. For now, it's going to be free because I'm just starting out, I'm just learning. Like if you wanna donate to me and you wanna fund me, I will gladly take it, but you know, don't make that a priority. Like let's just start out for free. And if we get going and we find cool stuff and new things that we wanna do, then we'll go, then we'll go from there. But for now, the subsect's gonna be free. So, you know, I'll leave the link in the description of this, you know, podcast, but it's called Hollywood Land Book Club. And it is a, pop culture, real housewives, celebrity memoir book club. So it's just all pop culture related things. And for the first book, we're going to read Bad Mormon because I, it has been an ongoing joke on <clears throat> Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that nobody has read Heather Gay's book. And even though it was a big controversy, it was like, oh my God, you know, the Mormon church was trying to shut it down. It was trying to like not have her book exist. Um, none of the women on the show have read it, which is hilarious. They've read like excerpts, but they've never sat down and read the whole book. So I'm like, you know what? For our first book, I think because Soul Lake City, you know, it's happening right now. Real House of Soul Lake City is happening right now. I'm like, let's read her book right now. So I'm on to chapter, I'm on chapter four, I believe right now. And overall, I will say like, it's a, it's an easy read. It's not like complicated. It's not like overly ridiculous. It's, it's a good book overall. I can definitely say that. Um, it's, it is what it is, what it is. It's a real housewife writing a book about her life. Like it's not Shakespeare, you know, it's not Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. We're not getting 
deep. You know, it's very surface level stuff. Um, I will say if, as of right now, a lot of it is like fluff and utter. There's nothing like super shocking in there to me yet. Nothing. I think I'm hoping that we get more into it. We'll learn more about her family and her parents. Um, and then what her dynamic is with them currently, because I will say right now it is very surface level. It's very much like I played in my yard and I was six and Mormons are great and I love being a Mormon and I knew nothing more than being a Mormon. And it is fascinating to me because she does bring up and references this a lot that she basically thought that if you were a good person, if you had good morals, if you were kind and sweet, she just assumed as a child you were Mormon. So she referenced like when she was watching TV shows and she saw, you know, people with a husband and a wife and the husband went off to work and the kids were well adjusted and happy. She just assumed that they were Mormon. So like she thought the Partridge family, Mormon. She thought Tom Hanks, Mormon. Like she just assumed everybody that was good and kind hearted was a Mormon person and definitely has this vibe about her of like very much. And she references this, like she has, she is saying this, like, definitely a holier than thou mentality of like, I'm Mormon. So I'm better than you. Like, why aren't more people Mormon? Why doesn't everybody want to be a Mormon? And she also, which I find fascinating. She really does talk about how, like, she kind of went through this balancing act. And this is only up to chapter four guys. Okay. She kind of went through this balancing act of going from a Mormon person to being in integrated with normal, quote unquote, normal people. So, and her mom, from what I can tell, seems to be that person that keeps tilting her back and forth. Like her mom is very, it, her mom seems to be very aware that not everybody is Mormon. And so there are social situations where they, she, her mom is kind of like, well, no, don't say that in public. Like there is a situation where they were in a grocery store and there was another woman, part of the Mormon church that she knew. And in the Mormon church, you call other people within your community, brother and sister, so-and-so. So for me, it would be sister Samantha. And so she was in a grocery store and she ran up to this woman and she was like, Oh, let's say her name was sister. You know, her last name was, uh, Smith. She'd be like, Oh, sister Smith. And her mom was like, don't call her that. Like call her Mrs. Smith in public. And Heather was very much confused. Like, wait a minute. What? Like, why would I call her Mrs. Smith? Why would I not call her like sister Smith? Like that's who she is. And that gets referenced a lot and very much again, this, and I'm sure she's, I'm going to assume she's going to speak on it a lot more as she gets older of again, very much this we're better than you complex. The Mormon church is better than you. Mormon people are better than you. Why aren't more people Mormon? And then it kind of starts, she starts noticing red flags and cracks in her life, looking back of like, oh, wow, like not everybody's Mormon. Oh, wow. That is weird and odd. Oh, wow. Like, why did we do that? But other people don't do that. Like she references an argument that her dad and another person got in to at a base at a softball game. I think it was soccer, softball. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was soccer. And they get into an argument about her dad's undergarments. And she starts like kind of realizing like, oh, regular people that are not Mormon don't wear undergarments. And so it is kind of weird to be wearing those. Um, and there are people out there that don't like that and find that to be weird. So it's a, it's so far, it is interesting. I'm excited to hear more. I am excited to hopefully dive in more to 
the part where she had to leave the Mormon church because of her and her husband separating and then eventually divorcing. Um, I'm interested to hear more, obviously, duh, about the housewife situations. Um, and then where she kind of leaves the book off because she does reference in this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that she is going to write a second book. And that's what she wants to do when her daughters have blessed her and said, yep, no, go do that. I think it's great. Please speak up more. Um, I would love to hear her. Like, I, I, if Heather ever listens to this, which God knows she's not going to, but if she ever did listen to this, Heather, I think it'd be really interesting to have a chapter dedicated to each daughter speaking about their experience with the Mormon church. Because it sounds like her oldest daughter had experiences with the Mormon church. And then when they got divorced, obviously, you know, spent time with Heather and started realizing that the Mormon church isn't everything. So it'd be very interesting, in my opinion, to hear upon, to hear about that, to speak about that and what their experiences growing up with Heather and the Mormon church and being, you know, disconnected from it. And it seems, and if I remember correctly, Heather's ex-husband is a very powerful person in the Mormon church, if I remember correctly. Also, also... Heather's dad was in the FBI. Are we just going to like completely fucking walk over that and just be like, oh yeah, whatever. He was in the Mormon church and was learning Russian. Russian. And was in the FBI, people. Her dad was in the FBI. How is that never talked about in real life? How is that never talked about on Salt Lake City? Not once did I remember hearing that. And I've seen every goddamn episode. And if I've missed it, it's just because I have a bad memory. But her dad was in the FBI. Why is no one talking about that? Like, what? That what, that part was wild to me. I'm like, um, so I need more. I need a story. I need excess, like, conversation to that, please. I need to learn and understand more about her husband, her like, her dad being in the fucking FBI. Like, what? What? That is wild. I'm going to have to send that. My One of my favorite podcasts in the world is Sexy Unique Podcast. And I am definitely going to have to talk to them about that and, like, send a message to them. I've been on their podcast before as uh, they have, they call them readers. And you can send in messages and conversations and stuff to them on their podcast. Um, I'm definitely going to send them that and talk to them and like send a message to them about that because that needs to be spoken about more. That needs to be put out into the ether more. More people need to be discussing the fact that her dad was in the goddamn FBI. Like uh, I'm still not understanding why no one, no, that's none of the other women bring that up in the show. Like I, I would like to understand why that's not referenced more every single day so god my windshield is disgusting um hopefully you guys are not like hearing my car be a pain in the ass you probably are but we'll find out we'll find out when i go back to the audio and all all you hear in the background is <laughs> i don't know how good these microphones are we're oh so far i don't know so far it looks pretty good the audio doesn't look too crazy anyway not that you guys care about that so that's what we're doing right now. So as of right now, here's the plan, okay? We're gonna read a book, and after I'm done the book, we'll get like a like consensus of where everybody else is, okay? And if that means one book a month, one book a month. But because I'm doing audio, I think I'm gonna go through it a lot faster than maybe some other people are going to go through that are just reading the book. I don't know, I've never done a book club. I've never done a book club. Okay, so either way, we'll get through the book, okay? 
once we get through the book, we will then, um, once we get through the book, we will then, I will pick a day and we will do a live on TikTok and we will do a live and we will discuss the book and have a fun little conversation about the book and have a fun little discussion about the book. And it'll be like a week ahead of time. So people can plan their lives around it if they really want to, which would be again, so sweet and so kind. We'll do it on like a weekend day or like a night. So that way people, you know, all over from what I can see, I have to double check what my stats are, but from what I can tell, I've almost like all my followers are from the U S so shouldn't be too hard to like keep it around where my timing is and stuff like that. So I'm East coast, but, and we'll do a live. And then as I read through the book, I will post things on my Substack about what I've read. I've already had a document going and I will just post on that Substack my thoughts and opinions of what I've read so far. So you guys can have an idea of what's kind of going on in my head and what I'm thinking about when I'm reading it and what, you know, the things I've referenced and things that I'm like, Oh wow, I want to learn more about that. Or like, Oh, that was seemed so interesting to me or, Oh, why did that happen? And you know, my thoughts and my feelings around things, I will say they're like, again, I've only gotten through chapter four, but there was one chapter so far that I'm kind of like, okay, this was nothing. Like this is a nothing chapter basically. Um, so there's some chapters where I've got a lot of notes, like chapter one, I had a lot of notes and then chapter two, I had a couple and then chapter three was like nothing. And then I'm into chapter four right now. And chapter four is a lot about school and, um, like their version of like Sunday school, basically. Um, and like youth, youth group basically. And for those of you that don't know, actually, I grew up Catholic and I was very heavily involved in my, um, community and in my church growing up when I was a teenager, we didn't start going to church regularly until I was, God, I'm trying to think, I want to say like junior high or high school. We started regularly going with my mom and my dad would go on like Sundays, but he wouldn't really like join in on everything. But like he was a part of it. He knew everybody, like he knew what we were doing and all that stuff. But he was very much, you know, this is, he was a Protestant, I think. And my dad was like, I'm not Catholic. I'm Protestant. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but he would still go to church with us. And I'm like, dad, it's the same thing. Um, and he'd go to church with us and whatever, but I was heavily in youth group and I was a leader in my youth group. Um, I was in, so we had two groups in the state of Maine. They have, they had two groups. I don't know what it's like anymore. Cause I'm not, I don't go to church anymore. Um, and I'm not involved in church in any way, shape or form anymore. But back in the day they had two groups. They had a, they had a, um, statewide leading group that was a youth group with a couple adults and they led all of our massive youth meetings every year and youth events every year in the state of Maine. And then there was a social marketing group basically, and they handled all of the marketing and uh, like uh, front facing fun activities and things like that. So I was in that group. Um, they were called YCCC youth, youth, oh God, something communications, something with communications. And I was involved in that and I had a great time with it. Um, it was one of my favorite things in the whole world. And I don't have, uh, it's weird because obviously there are so many people that have had 
excruciating, horrible experiences with the Catholic Church um, and being Christians and things like that. And, you know, I hear about them all the time. And, you know, not unfortunately, because I am fortunate that I didn't have a bad experience, but I, I didn't have a bad experience. I didn't have anything bad happen to me. I don't remember being pushed to behave a certain way or be a certain person. Obviously, I was a straight white girl, so not much to push on me or to do with me. Um, my sibling um, is queer, and I think growing up, they always knew they were queer as well. So I'm sure they're, I think we've talked about it on the podcast in past episodes before, in like season one or two, we've talked about it. Um, but like, I knew queer people growing up. One of my mom's best friends was in a full blown relationship with another woman. Like was, they were lesbians. Like I was always told by my mom, like if I ever felt that way about myself to go talk to them about it. And I like, we could have those conversations. Um, I knew it, someone in our church was looking back now, realizing that they were trans. Um, and they were great and had a great experiences with them. And nobody ever gave me the vibe that they were a bad person, especially my parents did not give me a vibe that they were a bad person or to like stay away from them or like demon. I felt very protected by the youth group leaders. I never felt like I was put in a very compromising position. I never felt like I was alone or in inappropriate situations with my youth leaders, with my priests, with my deacons. Um, I thought my priest overall for what the situation was at hand and for what, you know, what type of church we were in was very progressive and was very open and thoughtful to anybody and everybody. Um, I didn't feel hatred in, I, I like look back at speeches and sermons and I never felt like anything was being pushed on us. Again, I was a child. So like, what are you pushing on to me? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I remember, and I think I've brought this up in a pre, in previous podcast. There was a time where we went to a youth conference and one of the um, events that we could go to was talking about sex and, you know, about sex and about being young and abstinence was, I, I'm going to, I'm going to assume with my 33 year old rotted memory that it was in that realm. And I remember specifically it being extremely graphic and them coming from a place of danger. Sex is dangerous, basically. And I remember after my youth group leader was like, wow, that's, and I, at the time, I think I was 16 or 17 years old. And I remember at the time, my youth group leader, Bob was like, that was inappropriate. That was not. I don't think that's what they need to learn right now. And if I don't know if that was coming from a place of we shouldn't learn anything about sex, like abstinence, nothing. Or if it was coming from a place of genuine, like, no, this isn't appropriate. And this is not how we should be teaching our children about sex. They were showing very graphic images of warts on vaginas, on STDs. And if I remember correctly, it was heavily female pushed versus male pushed. Um, again, I don't remember 1000%, but that was, if I remember correctly, the vibe. Um, and I remember they gave us a survey at the end of it. And at, after every like little show or conference or whatever we did, they gave us a, um, 
survey on how we felt about it. And I remember our youth, youth leader, Bob, was like, let's do it. And let and please, if you found it to be not helpful or good or inappropriate, please say that. And he let us do that. And he let us have a voice and autonomy over what we wanted to learn, over what we felt was inappropriate and not okay to be talking about. And so I like, I just have so many specific moments, so many specific moments in my time of being a part of the Catholic church where like the, like if I kept being as naive and not learning and, and seeking information outside of myself, I really think that I would still be a part of the Catholic church, at least the Catholic church that I'm part, that I was a part of, because again, like growing up, there was like no red flags from my church. There were red flags from people, you know, being holier than fucking thou. Like, I remember that. I remember, I remember people making my mother feel a certain way growing up that, you know, well, you have to be friends with only us and you have to hang out with only us. And I, I remember seeing those red flags and then speaking to my mom as an adult now, my mom was like, oh yeah, like it felt like I wasn't allowed to have any other friends outside of this church. And we had to always talk to each other and always get together and always gossip with each other. And my mom's like, I'm just not that girl. Like uh, my mom is not that person. My mom, like my mom very much keeps to herself. She likes to have her own space, her own time, her own energy. Like she's just not that girl. So it was, that was one thing that she had a really hard time with. She's like, I'm just not this person. Like, I don't need to go to a potluck every week. I don't need to be BFFs with the, you know, church girlies. And I don't need to be talking shit about each other. Like, that's not like, so we're supposed to be these devout people who love and support each other. But meanwhile, you as the women of the church are talking behind each other's backs all, all the time, always gossiping about each other and speaking ill of each other. And that's why my mom was just kind of like, no. And so my mom would like get along with everybody for me and my sibling and like called it good with there. But like I said, as we got older and as I did my own research and spoke more, I definitely started realizing that like this is a group of like the Catholic church as a whole and the Christian, like the Christian values as a whole is very hypocritical. Um, it's very dangerous. There are a lot of bad people in the community. There's a lot of bad things happening in that community. And just because I had a good experience doesn't mean I get to ignore the fact that other that a large group of people are being harmed and hurt and ignored. Um, and then when my sibling finally came to the conclusion that they were a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, that was a huge stepping stone for me to be like, I'm done with this church. Like you guys clearly don't love my best friend, my sibling, my, my, one of my, one of my soulmates in life. You don't care about them. You hate them and you want them to not exist. But at the same time, you want to behind closed doors, be a part of that community in a sick, disgusting, insane way. So pick a lane, Linda. So I had this, I finally was like, I'm done. And then when I met my husband, that's when I really kind of solidified like, wow, like there's no, there, I can speak about my experience while still denouncing the hatred and 
backlash and horrible things that this church does on a daily basis. I can still say I had a great experience. I loved my time in the church. I did not have a bad time, but I also am not going to support these people that are doing bad things in the name of religion. You know what I'm saying? Like two things can exist. I can say that I had a great experience in the church, which I think Heather is alluding to as well of like, I miss, and she talks about this on SLC where it's like, I miss being a part of this church. I miss being part of a community. I miss having this, these group of people because I had great moments. I had great experiences. I had great love in this group, but I also at the same time cannot support a group of people that simultaneously harm people I love, harm friends and have bad standards and goals on a regular basis. And I, I feel with her about that very heavily of this back and forth of, I miss having this community. I miss having these people. I miss having this like whole, like you always have like this. It always feels like religion is like a home base. Like when the world is a shit show, like that was the one comforting thing about church to me was that it is very, like, it was always a, no matter what was going on in the world, no matter what bad things were happening or what horrible stuff was going on, we always had this one place we could always go to all the time, whenever we wanted to. And it was guaranteed on Sunday. That's what we were going and doing. No matter what, we were going to church on Sunday. That was going to happen. And so when life got a little crazy or nuts or bad things happened in our life, we would go to church. I remember very distinctively, there were, it was either one or two times. Definitely. I remember one time where one of my grandparents passed away and my parents told us right before we walked into church. And we were like, why are you telling us right before we go into church? Like, it's not fair. Like we're going to cry. And my dad and my mom were like, this is the best place for you to cry. This is the best place for you to feel because, you know, God is here for you and to support you and love you and, you know, put his arm around you and, and take care of you. So this is actually the best place for you to be sad or upset and cry. And I know that might sound weird to other people, but for me, it was very comforting because it was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, no matter what, I have this space, this person, this thing, this entity that I can always go to. And when you don't have that anymore, then you have to like look within yourself for that. And that's fucking terrifying. That is terrifying to go from always having this one thing out there that you can go to for everything that you can speak to in the silence, you can speak to in your heart, in your soul, out loud, however you want. And it kind of grounds you to being like, oh, this is like a ghost. Like this isn't like, God isn't like real. Like none of this shit's real. Like there's no proof that it's real. It seems like a bunch of hullabaloo and the story changes throughout history. Like it's never consistent, you know? So you really have to like grapple with that. And I'm sure Heather's going to talk about that, about grappling with that feeling and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to, that being said, um, if you guys want to join my book club, I would absolutely love for you guys to, to subscribe to the Substack and join me and chat with me and talk with me. Don't be afraid to comment on my TikTok videos about it. Don't forget, don't be nervous or scared to comment on my Substack. I like, I have a lot of people in my lives go like, oh, I wasn't, I was nervous to message. I was nervous to make a comment. I'm like, don't like, even if it's like the opposite of how I feel, don't be scared. Still say something, still talk. Because there are times where I get a different perspective or I see something differently or vice versa. Maybe I make a point. You're like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's what we're here to do. Like my, my account has never changed 
it's going to stay mentally growing 24 seven because even in, I know honey, I gotta get going guys. But even in silly things like pop culture, I still think we need to grow mentally and prepare for different ideas and different opinions, you know? So I got to go. My baby's crying and I need to go to the chiropractor, but I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed our little car ride together and join the Substack, the Hollywood land, Hollywood land book club. Um, and I love you guys and I will see you and hear you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.